Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul Jenkins. We're purveying pathological positivity today here at Live on Purpose Radio. Having a lot of fun doing it, and I have a fantastic guest with me. A quick introduction. This guest today was actually introduced to me by her sister, and this is Catherine Thompson. Say hello, Catherine. Hey. How are you today? I'm doing fabulous. There is sunshine in Seattle. It is a good day to be alive. And sunshine in Seattle usually means little drops of sunshine here and there, doesn't it? Um, if, if other people looked outside, they would not call this a sunny day, but I have seen the sun today. Uh, I, I've witnessed it, so it's teeny little drops of sun sprinkling through the clouds. And on the other end, we are broadcasting from Utah, where there is a full sunny sky today. And that's coming after a long, cold winter. It's just very welcomed for a lot of people around here. Catherine, I'm so glad that you're joining me today at Live on Purpose Radio. I was so impressed when I had a conversation with you. What was it, about a month and a half ago, yeah, something like yeah, that? Yeah, something like that. And uh, I got to know about some of the things that you're doing. Now, you're a professional blogger. I am. But that's not the main thing you do. No. You're mostly a daring young mom. I am number one and first. I'm a mom. First That is and what foremost. I do, first and foremost. That's one of the things that really clicked with me about you because, and, and you know a little bit about who I am and where I'm coming from. Family is so important. I think just it's, it's the bedrock of our civilization, our families. It it really is, and honestly, I've, I'm a professional blogger, and I have been for years, but mm-hmm. I currently don't have any freelance work because I was watching my three-year-old live in front of PBS while I worked from home, and I just said, I right mm. now, it, at this moment, need to watch you be three for just right. a little while. So I've recently canceled several of my freelance contracts just so I can be with her right now. Now, this is different. A professional blogger, what does that even mean? <laughs> that means people pay me to write stories about my kids' vomit. What? Yes. You can get paid <laughs> for just writing about your mommy experiences? Yeah. I, I mean, I have been paid to write about my mommy experiences. I have been paid to write about education reform. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been offered jobs to write about a lot of other things that I felt unqualified to write for that I've turned down, but um, Mm -hmm. lots of companies now think they need a blog, and so they look for someone who's a blogger who's already working, and they say, I like your work. Will you write about my computer? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Will you write about my business or my toy company? And they pay you to to blog your thoughts in your voice Mm -hmm. for their company website. Right. I, I brought that up, Catherine, because I think that there's a lot of our listeners who might just be intrigued by that idea. They, I've noticed this, haven't you, that, that there are so many ways to contribute and make a difference 
in this world, and it doesn't have to be in all of the traditional ways, but there are some things that as you apply your unique skills and talents and abilities, uh, you may just be able to happen onto something like you did. Well, I was going to say, I, I mean, I'm, I'm living on purpose, but I did not become a blogger professionally on purpose at all. Mm. It, was, it was something where I was just kind of sharing who I was online, and, um, and I was found. People found my writing, and they liked me and started offering me jobs. And so it was, right. it was surprising, kind of shocking to me when that came about. And now mm-hmm. it's something where I'm turning down work, and it, I did not think that would be – I would not be a writer, and now I've – fully view myself as a writer. And you wouldn't have expected that going into it. Nope. You know, and this is a little different topic than I think we're going to focus on today, but an interesting point here. A lot of times, the unique abilities that we have, we can be a little blind to them sometimes because it comes so naturally to us. But then other people see it and they immediately identify the value. And that's something that I've seen Time and time again. So I think that this is a good example of how that works. I I would agree for sure. It was actually, honestly, the blog was started as something. I was going through some awful postpartum mood disorder um, issues with my second child. Oh, wow. And my psychiatrist said, you know what? You should have a hobby. You should do something. And I sort of followed where my interests led, and this is where it led me. And it... Mm -hmm. It be actually what it became was a huge tool for outreach to other moms. I got on Parenting Magazine's website, got to blog in detail about my experiences with postpartum, and had a huge outreach to women who would not have sought help otherwise for the problems they were dealing with after their children were born. I like the way you've titled your blog, DaringYoungMom.com, and it takes courage, doesn't it? At it least really, at first. It really does. I was thinking of that song, The Daring Young Man on the Flying Trapeze, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I, I'm just, it's just as precarious for me. Like, I, you have to throw yourself, like, that daring young man up there, and, mm-hmm. and you throw yourself in all the way, and it's really scary sometimes. Well, the vulnerability that it brings up. You know, here I am sharing some of my most tender, uh, scary sometimes, but vulnerable experiences, and you're not sure how it's going to be received or what people are going to think of you. But I think people are really craving that genuine, authentic, here's who I am. You know, that willingness to be vulnerable. And I think that's one reason that your blog has been so successful. I that, I frequently will get that from people that, where they'll say, I can't, you're so brave to write this. And a lot of mm-hmm. times I don't even realize I was being brave until after someone tells me that. And then I mm-hmm. think, maybe I shouldn't have written that. If I, was, if I was being really brave to put that out there, maybe I should have thought about it before I, I should keep this threw it up private. onto the internet. But yeah. I've gotten that a lot with, with um, the recent post that we're going to be talking about. I've got the, you're so brave to put this out here. And I, yeah. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't feeling brave when I wrote it, but now I can see why. Why people, people can see that. that. And, it, and it has really resonated with some people. So we're talking about a blog post that you put out on December 19th last year, 2012. And it's called Drops of Awesome. Yes. And even saying that, some of you listeners are going to say, oh, that's who you're talking to? I'm the Drops of Awesome lady. This is the Drops of Awesome lady? I'm looking at the, at the post right now, Catherine, and I see... 
that there are 60,000 plus Facebook likes of this post. It's pretty overwhelming. There are almost 800 responses to this post. And that's after you turned it off after a certain amount of time. Yeah, right? I turned it off after a couple of months. And so people started emailing me or commenting on other posts about that post because mm-hmm. they know the comments are closed and they just want to say something about it. Right. So would you, would you walk us through this? What is this Drops of Awesome? Where's this coming from? All right. Well, the, the, first of all, let's start with why I posted this in December. I was having a hard time in December, and I was, um, I was just really having a hard time just kind of getting through the day-to-day of my life being a mom, which is, you don't want to say that because what? motherhood is glorious and You're it's wonderful. You're the daring young mom. <laughs> I know. You don't have permission to have a hard time. So in December, it was just really rough, and, and you can mm. blame it on the gray skies or whatever you want, but I just, the day-to-day, I couldn't do it. And I was trying to think back in my mind to a time that things had been a little bit easier for me. Mm-hmm. And I remembered this sort of flashbulb of inspiration that I'd had about a year earlier. Mm-hmm. And I thought, maybe if I write it all down, I'll recall it to my memory and I'll be able to live it again. So this post in December was about something that had happened a year earlier. And it mm-hmm. was, I was walking my son, um, Oscar, to the bus. Mm-hmm. And... I rarely walk him to the bus. He's he's pretty old, and I'm pretty tired in the mornings. I stay up really late. And by walk- pretty old, you mean what? Second grade. Yeah, he's in second grade. Oh, there you go. And um, and I was sending him. I just send him off to the bus, and I just kind of mm-hmm. say, "See you later. I love you. Bye." And he walks out the door while I try to do all the other things I need to get done. And this one morning, for some reason, I things were clear in my schedule. And I got up and I got dressed and I walked into the bus and I was even wearing a bra. I'm wearing one right now. I had done all the things. <laughs> Thank I think you I might for have sharing. Even, you're welcome. I think I might have even brushed my teeth that morning. I don't oh, know. I was, yeah. I was feeling on top of life. And I'm walking up the hill with my son. Mm-hmm. And there was sun in Seattle and it was just a perfect day. And I felt so good. Yeah. And I thought, I've got it. This is Everything's where it should be. And he looked up at me and he smiled. It was one of those sweetest smiles, just loving, and he held my hand, and I thought, oh, uh, I don't know how much longer this little boy's going to want to hold my hand, and and then this thought just came slamming into my mind in a really sarcastic voice, like those um, political ads with their sarcastic voices, you know, and uh-huh. that's really, you know, so great that you're walking him up today and pretending to be this super great mom. Pretending. Yeah, you're pretending to be a great mom. But you don't normally do this. You don't walk him to the bus. The pro- he's probably only smiling at you because he's so desperate for your love, and he's hoping if he smiles big enough, then uh. you'll be a good mom again ever. And, and I just thought, you are just a crappy mom. This is not who you are. Oh. Why are you pretending to be a good mom right now? And the whole thought process, just ruining your perfect day. Yeah, I mean, it just it shattered me. And so then I'm looking at his smiling face, and I'm about to cry. And then I had this other thought come in, and this is the inspiration that came in. I think the other stuff was lies. (laughs) Yeah. um, The inspiration that came in after that was stop. Just stop right now and think about this moment. Like right now, you're loving and providing for this child and your other two children. You're being a great mom. You're, You're dressed. He was fed this morning. 
you're walking together and having a loving time with your son, don't rob yourself of having joy in this moment because of what you didn't do yesterday or what you're afraid you might not have the power to do tomorrow. Tomorrow. And I, I think that's a big part of it for me is that I'm always scared if I'm doing something right, I think in the back of my head, yeah, I'm doing this now, but tomorrow I probably won't do it again. So I can't enjoy the victory now because tomorrow I might fail. Just robbing yourself of the permission to experience the joy now. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Or or look at how bad you were yesterday. And these are this happens mm-hmm. to me all the I realize in this moment as I'm walking that this has happened to me over and over again, it's like in my moments of my greatest, and the fact that walking to my son to the bus stop with teeth that were brushed and all dressed was mm-hmm. a, one of my greatest triumphs as a mom. I mean, it really is. That was yeah. a great triumph for me. You but got in, the bra on. on the f- and the bra is on. In, in those moments of greatest triumph, yeah. I often have my most negative self-talk come in wow. and slam me and say, you can't really, you're doing this once. This is a fluke. This is not who you are. You're not really good at this. You're not. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and so I started, but I decided to change my mindset and to shift from that point on. And I, as I'm walking down the hill, I was listing off everything I had done well that morning. Like he'd had fruit with breakfast. Um, I had seen my other daughter off to her school and, and my three-year-old was still alive. And that's really hard because she really, from all accounts and the way she acts, you'd think she no longer wanted to be on this earth because she's just, a kamikaze. So every, I mean, there were so mm. many good things. And so every good thing I would think of, I'd in my head, just go, bam, drop of awesome. Drop so of awesome. I'm walking down the hill. I'm like, my legs are working. This is almost like a workout drop of awesome. And I got on my front porch and there was this candy wrapper. And I swear it had been sitting on the porch for six months. You'd probably. stepped over it. What? A thousand yeah, times. And every time I'd step over it and go, my porch is such a mess. I'm not a very good housekeeper. This litter. There's trash everywhere. And I just kind of, you just kind of like drool and step over it and just say, oh, this is junk. And as I'm walking down the hill thinking about all my drops of awesome, I'm like, if I pick up that dang Tootsie Roll wrapper, that's one more drop of awesome. So I pick it up and I like clutching it in my hand, just thinking, I am so awesome. And I mean, these are tiny things. But the more that I would think of these drops of awesome as I did them and literally congratulate myself. I mean, I'm having a party for myself in my brain. The more I would do it, the more I wanted to do it because it feels a lot better to do something good and feel celebrated about it than to do something good and then guilt yourself for all the times you didn't do something. I mean, it feels awful to be guilted for something. Yeah. So you're not going to do good if doing good makes you feel bad. You'll start to avoid it. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. So here you are, a drop at a time, filling up a whole bucket of awesome. Yeah. I think you mentioned that in your blog I, too. I do, and 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 honestly, by and I, by the end of that day, I realized this is something really important with that bucket of awesome, and with the mm-hmm. drops of awesome, was that I realized by the end of the day that each one of those moments where I had the drop of awesome. It wasn't just a drop that I was throwing in this bucket. Mm-hmm. In that moment, I was the person that I wanted to be. So, like, yeah. if I if I had stopped when my kids came home from school, instead of being in the middle of listening to a podcast or, or cleaning and just like, yeah, nice to see you, blah, 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 I'd stop and listen to my child and look into their face with love, and they know 
my mom loves me and I and we feel this connection and I listen to them talk about their day, mm-hmm. that's one drop. But right then, I'm a good listener who communicates well with my kids. Like, I don't have to wait three months until I've done that every single day after school. In that moment. Yeah. Wow, that's beautiful. Catherine, we'll be right back. Thanks. This is Kirk Weasler to tell you about morebetterbooks.com. Morebetterbooks.com is where you can find more better books for a more better life. Not only that, let me tell you about some of the very fun and cool select titles on morebetterbooks.com. You'll want to get a copy of The Dog Poop Initiative. This best-smelling book could change your life forever. It certainly changed the lives of thousands of Boeing employees, as well as school teachers, parents, leaders across the United States and in Israel and in Germany. And you can get your own copy at morebetterbooks.com. Whoa, that's not all. What about The Cookie Thief? This classic tale told in a rhyming format, fully illustrated with very fun hit messages. Pick up a copy now today on morebetterbooks.com. Other great titles there, Finding Your Pathway to Mastery, Beyond Illusions, Make It Great, These titles are only available on morebetterbooks.com. Go to morebetterbooks.com today and begin to have a more better life and live that life on purpose. The number one barrier to success and happiness is fear. Anxiety paralyzes and keeps you from taking the steps that lead to success, achievement, happiness, or better relationships. All forms of anxiety have two primary components, a brain component and a mind component. Your brain is an organ in your body. Your mind does the thinking. The answer to your anxiety is understanding what the brain is doing and steering your mind in a different direction. Understanding and applying a few basic principles in both of these areas makes an immediate and lasting difference in my clients breaking free from anxiety and moving forward with power in their lives. Before I started learning the correct principles to overcome anxiety with Dr. Paul, I wasn't progressing in many areas of my life and it inhibited my thinking. But after I started applying these principles in my life, um, I felt more free. I could progress in those different areas and I just felt all around better. The best thing about the help that we got from Dr. Paul was that it was not just a band-aid to fix my son's anxiety problems, but he empowered my son to be able to help himself whenever the problems arise again. Now is the time to overcome anxiety, worry, and fear. Your tools to do this are now available in a four-part video course that you can do in the comfort and privacy of your own home. Get immediate access to this powerful program at MyAnxietyAnswer.com. The first episode is free. Visit MyAnxietyAnswer.com today. The first responsibility of a leader is to define reality. The last is to say thank you. In between, the leader is a servant. Max Dupree. And we're back. Catherine. Yes, that's as, as we were wrapping up that last segment, I heard you going into this this important piece, and I want to I emphasize this. You were a good listener in that moment. 
You were a good mother in that moment. You were a good trash picker upper in that moment. Whatever <laughs> you have proof. it was. With the trash, you have proof. I was holding the Tootsie Roll wrapper in my hand. I'm like, I just did it. Drop of awesome. There I have proof here. I'm someone that cares for my home. Brush the teeth. I'm appropriately dressed. I mean, every one of those things in the moment, you were there. It's not that you could become a good listener someday. When you choose to listen in that moment, you are a good listener. Well, I was talking to my sister about this a while ago, mm-hmm. and she was talking about having trouble nagging her husband. Mm. And she said, I, I feel like sometimes I nag my husband. And, and I said, okay. And she said, I, just, it's, I can't stop. It's hard. And I said, well, are you going to nag him tonight when he comes home from work? And she said, I, I, I do it. It's just something I do. And I said, I'm planning think on it. about this. <laughs> are you, look, think, like, ahead. Yeah. <laughs> when he walks in the door, are you going to nag him? And she said, no. And I said, change right now. Like, just change the next drop. I don't know if I was into drops of awesome, but just change the next choice. Change mm-hmm. the next decision. And that moment, you can say, I don't nag my husband. Right. Maybe I have. But I, right now, I do not, I'm not someone that does that. And I, I remember it being a really profound experience for us to both sort of realize that mm-hmm. at the same time. Any of those things you say about yourself, I'm a nag, or I'm in debt and I can never stop spending money, or um, my house is filthy, or um, whatever. I don't take care, good care of my personal appearance. Whatever the, right. the thing is that you struggle with, that could be a lie depending on the next choice you make, on the next drop of awesome you put in your bucket, mm-hmm. What your statement you just made could be a lie. Yes, I can stop spending money because the next opportunity I have to spend money, I'm going to get a drop of awesome and say, no, I'm not spending money right now. Mm-hmm. And you might not think you can permanently change, but you can change just that next choice. And you might be scared to do it and think, I got this one drop of awesome, but I might not ever be able to do it again. And I really, I think that's okay. You still would have saved that $1 that you didn't spend mm-hmm. when you were trying to get out of debt. If you had one morning that you woke up and went running because you didn't let it hold back you back with the fear of, like, I can't get up at 6 a.m. every morning and run, so I better not ever try it. You do it that one morning, that morning is never taken away from you. You're never robbed of that success, even if you never run at 6 a.m. ever again. Right. You did it once, and you were a runner at 6 a.m., that morning and it's still there it's in your bucket it's always going to be in your bucket that you did that you know as you're as you're talking about this i'm thinking of some people that i've counseled with in the past about addiction Mm -hmm. and at what point do they get to say they're an ex-smoker for example or that they used to be addicted to something and this flies in the face of some of the addiction literature because you know, it, it, it's a little risky to say that I'm not addicted to something. But you can say right now I'm not. Right, right now it had, in this moment, in this drop, it had no pull over me. Exactly. And honestly with addiction, I mean, I, there, I went through an addiction recovery program at one point mm-hmm. just because they were, they were testing it out and they said, if you're, there's anything in your life you're doing that you don't want to be doing, and yet you find yourself doing it anyway, whether it's yelling at your kids or eating cheese. And how many of us fit into that category, Well, yeah, essentially, Catherine. so we filled the class with all these people who'd never considered themselves to have any relation to, to addiction. addict, right. And we all went through this program together, and I think mine was something about chocolate. You know, anyway, so we, we all went through mm. this program. It was a really helpful 
experience for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but in but in those moments, you you can make choices mm-hmm. that you can say, right now, I'm I'm successful. I'm not I'm not an addict. Like I <laughs> I am I'm someone who made the right choice. And this was I taught this to a group of teenage girls, and it was really powerful to those girls when I taught it to them. It was in a religious setting, mm-hmm. and um, there was one of the girls that I had just been having a hard time reaching, and mm-hmm. she she texted me, and I have I had texted her multiple times, and she would never even respond to anything I sent to her. She texted me that night at about 9 o'clock at night and said, I'm still thinking about our lesson today, and it's made me change the way I'm thinking. And I, I mean, honestly, I almost passed out because I couldn't believe I had gotten this email from her. But it's yeah. it's resonated like that with everyone I've talked to, and it, and it's been so validating to me that I had this moment of clarity and inspiration that I believe came from yes. God, and that it was not just for me; that it was for thousands and hundreds of thousands of people have connected with this in, on a very deep level. And thank you for bringing that up, because I'm seeing, it's very obvious to me that this inspiration you received improved your life. True? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, in that moment when you're, when you're walking your son to the bus, and everything is perfect for that moment, and you have all of these little drops of awesome that just lifted you, but then in your courage to share that, in, and in your vulnerability to share that with others. Talk for just a minute about the response, because you say thousands. What are we talking about here? What happened to your blog views as people started to latch on to what you were sharing here? It, I mean, they exploded. I, I had not been blogging regularly on my own site for years, and, um, or at least months. It had been a while. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't have a steady readership. I had um, you know, maybe one or 200 readers a day, and when that post started gaining some traction within about a week, I was getting 20,000 views a day, going from 200. 20,000? Yeah, and almost all of them were from Facebook. Like, mm-hmm. I'm looking at where the traffic's coming from, and it was just people sharing and sharing. And I had those hundreds and hundreds of comments, and then personal emails. I'm still receiving personal emails daily, requests for me to come speak to people's groups and, and mm-hmm. share these ideas with them. And the stories people are sharing are so personal and raw. I mean, I've frequently been moved to tears reading these stories of women, mostly women. There's mm-hmm. been men as well. I think it's something women suffer from even more. Well, but, and your, your voice everyone. is speaking to those women. I think they really hear you. Yeah. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I think that the I, I remember to wear a bra thing. They might throw some of the guys <laughs> off. But, right. But we I, don't relate to that as much. I speak from a mom's uh, perspective of a mother. and um, but, but I think it does speak to men as well. But I think men are less likely to email me and say, Oh, Catherine, I was crying in front of my computer when I read this. But right. maybe they were, but they don't want to tell me. But they'll have their They're man card taken crying. away or something. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been, I have written on my blog since 2005, and I blogged for parenting for five years, I think, Mm -hmm. and some of those posts on parenting's website were actively promoted to their millions of readers, Mm -hmm. and I I think I've gotten up, I've never gotten over 2,000 Facebook shares on anything. On any other post. On any other post I've written, and this is, I mean, it's up over 60,000 right now of people and I, I try to picture that number in my head, and I'm like, 
picturing a stadium full it's of people all, all hitting like on Facebook. And my grandma's liked it. She's not going to hit like on Facebook. I have friends who liked right. it and didn't hit like. I mean, I mean there's just, it's, it's outreach is kind of insane. And, and um, I've had it translated into different languages. I've had it presented in Finland and in Hong Kong and, I mean, all different places that people are mm-hmm. just saying, yes. And and how many women have said, it's like you got right inside my head. Right. Um, and I was recently at a meeting, and a woman stood up, and she was expressing her appreciation for her husband. And she was really sincere, and she was saying, you know, I just love my husband. And I and she was a really with it, beautiful. She seemed well-spoken, um, mm-hmm. had a good family with her. She got up, and she said, I really appreciate my husband for just, I don't know, for loving me and, and just being willing to put up with, and she gestures to kind of her whole body, and she said, mm-hmm. all of this, you know, that he's willing mm. to put up with all of this. And I, and I just thought, you're the person I wrote this blog post for. Like, I wanted to go up to her and say, read my blog post, because he's not putting up with all this. He's blessed with yeah. all of this. He gets to be with you every day, and don't let your little tiny failures l- let you stop celebrating how wonderful you are. Oh, it's just like you were sharing earlier, Catherine, how we can become so harshly judgmental of ourselves. We'd never do that to anyone else. I, the, the picture I get in my head is of if you've ever been with a child who won't eat food, mm-hmm. which I think is almost every parent. Like when your daughter is a goldfish crackeritarian and she will not eat a vegetable <laughs> to save her life. Right. But picture one day you sit down to dinner, she heaps like your four-year-old heaps up a bunch of green beans, and just start slurping them down. Uh-huh. You're not going to look at her and be like, nice try, loser. Right. You haven't eaten green beans for the past four years of your life. You think you're going to pull one over on me now, and I'm going to be like, oh, good for you. You're eating vegetables. Yeah, big, like, you know, you're not, that, you never treat a person like that. She is eating the green beans. You're like, we're having a green bean dance party. This is we, awesome. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe you're eating green beans right now. And with your friends, like you have a friend who is, you know, really negative and gossipy, and then one day they come to you and they just start sharing loving news about someone. I'm not going to say, oh, I wonder how long that'll last. She's probably going to start spewing gossip any second. You know, no, I'm going to be like, yeah. oh my gosh, she's turned a corner. She's, yeah. she's being loving. Like, yay. So if I'm going to be like that to other people, why am I so mean to myself? It's a choice, isn't it? it I mean, is. can we choose to, to, even with our friends? And I, I agree with what you're saying. I think we're so more, so much more likely to be compassionate and loving and forgiving with everyone else, and maybe not so much with ourselves. I think either way, it's a choice. Yeah. And which one feels better? Well, which one's going to lead you to more positive action as well? I mean, it's not just how you feel, but based on how you feel, what are you going to do? And, and I like to think of this as um, my analogies are often very simple mm-hmm. and grammatically incorrect sometimes, like drops of awesome. Love it. Has so frequently been corrected to drops of awesomeness. And I'm like, no, that no. is grammatically correct, but it is not, That's, it is not captured it the spirit of what I'm going for. Here. Right. Um, but so, <laughs> I'm with you. But what I like to think about is, so if you take one step in the right direction, then what direction are you facing at mm-hmm. that point? And you just took one step, but you're facing the right direction. So you're so much more likely to keep going in that direction that you're facing than mm-hmm. to go backwards if you turn there. Yes. 
And as you give yourself credit for these drops of awesome, it builds up momentum and keeps that forward motion in that direction. Oh, yeah. And then look at all the other people you encounter on your way because they're going that way too. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? And it's very possible they're going the right way too. And you think, oh, they've got it all together. And in their head they're saying, I'm a crappy mom. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's so mm-hmm. it's, you might look around and think everybody's got it together, and they might not. <laughs> my, my, yes. dentist, my dentist recently gave me some really good advice. And it has to do with mm. my oral hygiene, so maybe I'm being too personal and brave here. But <laughs> I do not on. floss. I do not floss ever. Uh-huh. I hate flossing. It's this. I see that box. It's like an insurmountable oh, obstacle to me. That does it. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't. I look at the box of floss, and I'm like, unless I'm going to the dentist today, I'm not doing that thing. It's mm-hmm. just not happening. So every time I go, he magically knows I haven't flossed. I don't. I can't somehow, imagine how. I don't. He somehow know. knows. Yeah. And he's like, "You've not been flossing," and I always say, "Yeah, I floss today." And mm-hmm. um, one day he just said, "Catherine, you make me a promise every night before you go to bed. I want you to walk over to the floss and just touch the floss. Mm-hmm. Just touch it. It's not a spiritual, you know, transcendental it's, moment with the floss. Right. Just touch it." But he's like, if you touch the floss every night, there's a pretty good chance you're going to then be like, oh, okay, and pick it up and floss your, your dang teeth. You're going to have a conversation with the floss, and you're going to make a choice. <laughs> you're going to make a choice. And right. so it, the drops of awesome to me is like touching the floss. Like, you're, you're not cleaning your house. Like, I've done this where I've like, I'm not cleaning my house today. I am literally will not clean my house today. Mm-hmm. I am going to take one dish out of the dishwasher, and I'm putting it away, and that is it. I, am, I will not clean this house. And you take the dish out of the dishwasher, and it's really easy to kind of grab four plates at once. Yeah. And then you have four plates, and there's like this gaping hole in the dishwasher, and you think, ooh, ooh. I could probably what else? I could probably do a little bit more. And, and then yeah. I get credit for it in my brain, and then I, and pretty soon the whole main floor of my house looks great. Catherine. Because I touched the floss. <laughs> this conversation is a whole cup of awesome. I am so glad you think so. I think so, too. And thank you so much for sharing these thoughts. I want to make sure people have a way to get back to your blog as we're, as we're finishing up this conversation today. This is daringyoungmom.com. But this particular post, we're going to put a direct link up on our site so that people can go right to Drops of Awesome and read about that. But you know what, folks? You can Google this, too. It comes up first in the search. Yeah. Because of all of the traffic that's there. If you like it, share it. Because this is how it gets spread around. And and thank you for your willingness to be vulnerable and to share courageously something that resonates so much with everybody else. Well, thanks for having me on your show. I really do enjoy listening to your show, so I'm really glad to be a part of it. Thanks so much, Dr. Paul. I think Live on Purpose Radio is better now that we have Drops of Awesome in it. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> thank you so much. Catherine, go out there and remain awesome. Yeah, no, go be awesome right now. Like, seriously, just go pick one thing up off the carpet, like a piece of fuzz off your carpet. You're gonna, And if you say drops of awesome while you do it, you're going to feel so good. You'll feel it, people. <laughs> Give it a try. It actually works. Go out there and live on purpose. We'll catch you next time.